Hi everyone, welcome to another episode. Today I have Angelica. Angelica is a trauma therapist, completion process facilitator and shadow work practitioner. Uh, Angelica is helping adult orphans uh, and everyone who has been physically, mentally and emotionally uh, abused by the caretakers and uh, also the ones uh, overwhelmed by this haunting feeling of anxiety, abandonment and the loneliness and she helps them heal their childhood trauma. Uh, she was born and raised in Croatia and in the last 18 years she has lived in many different countries all over the world and she's traveled a lot as well. She loves to travel and worked with thousands of people from all walks of life and all over the world. Uh, one of her big mottos is conquer your mountain and that feel, be, have and do all that you just already knew you deserve. And I'm really happy to have you back, uh, Angelica, because she's also been here before, uh, where we talked about inner child healing. So I'm really happy to have you here. Thank you, Sonny, for having me again. Good morning to you yeah, <laughs> from Australia, morning. where it's afternoon. <laughs> yeah, nice summer weather. Here's cold in Holland. <laughs> yeah. So what I always, uh, what really inspired uh, me about you was that you really enjoyed what you do so you really enjoy your work and um, that you really live it and do it in your way and I think that's really inspiring so could you kind of maybe talk a little bit more about that about the work that you do and that you really uh, yeah, how you kind of created it for yourself that you can really enjoy it at the same time um, right now, I'm doing one-to-one -one, uh, therapy, online therapy sessions and also coaching sessions, which are actually very much uh, uh, about finding a purpose. Like I do lots of career, putting people on the right career path because this is what I'm very passionate about. Uh, but I do it together with the emotional trauma healing. Uh, I used to do it without, without it when I didn't know much about emotional healing even myself uh, and I just realized that uh, yeah I needed something else you know I needed some extra boost except you know just uh, working with the people's minds where you know they usually struggled with wounds limiting beliefs holding them back from getting on that right career path so except my one-to-one uh, -one sessions I'm also delivering workshops uh, yeah, all around the world, actually, uh, uh, mainly like Europe and now in Australia as well for the first time. I'm very excited about that. Um, how I got to it? Uh, or do you want to break with your a question or some comments? Or shall no, I go you with can them? also talk to kind of how you found it, how you knew there was a thing that you really wanted to do. Um, yeah, I just spoke to a friend the other day about it, how... Everything that I did um, was just really following that my inner voice. So, and I would stop when the voice was screaming, you know, it was just, what are you doing? It's, it's enough. Like you've had your learning and you're just realizing that I'm not gaining anything and I'm not actually giving my full potential to people. So how I got to it, I mean, it was a, a long journey. I'll try to keep it brief as much as I can. But I studied law. So I did three out of four years of university at the law university in Croatia. 
at a top university in Croatia, actually. Um, and, you know, I was super proud of myself as everybody else because I'm also, you know, come from the country and the culture and maybe family as well. Uh, um, I was raised to, you know, was encouraged to be or a doctor or a lawyer or anything big. <laughs> and these two professions seem to be like the biggest, <laughs> you know, go for the medical studies or, or law studies. And so when I enrolled, I was super proud. But I wasn't actually, you know, following my true calling. And then very quickly, I came to realize that. And how I came to realize that is like, I wasn't happy. I was so miserable. And I suffered with all sorts of conditions, you know, all sorts of anxieties and depressions and, and, and God knows insomnias. I don't even remember. I was fat as well. I was overweight, 20 kilos. I was just not, not healthy and young and vibrant following my, my purpose, definitely. Uh, it didn't feel like that. So what I, um, what I did, I mean, and I, I kind of often say to people, it, can, it wasn't planned. It wasn't like, oh, I was just planning this when I was a little girl or at that time, I just knew I had to do something else. And that's kind of uh, in me, I'm blessed with that. I'm really blessed and I'm trying to, to help people to get that voice. And I think this is like some kind of process of cleansing or, or, or you know, getting to a true voice, you know, to feel it, to he hear it. Because I hear it so uh, very quick, quite quick, actually, not very quick. It takes also for me time, but then, then that, that voice is just screaming and I just know that I need to change something and I'm just following it. So what I did, I, I ended up like funnily enough in fitness, in, in the fitness industry. <laughs> and before that I was non-sporty, I was overweight and, and I struggled with all sorts of uh, health conditions, physical health conditions. And now I became an expert teaching others, you know, on, on, on physical health. And I, I came extremely passionate about sports. I competed in many different uh, sports disciplines and I was quite good at it. Clearly, I was quite competitive in whatever <laughs> I did as well. So that was kind of uh, encouraging me to go f forward. Um, nutrition as well. So I helped myself to heal that aspect. And it was kind of for that time, it was like my purpose to be physically healthy and once when I got that on a track, uh, then I become quite bored of the whole fitness industry because I was like, okay, now I got that. And I got kind of bored of just teaching people that because I felt there's more to it. And I also felt that although I'm physically healthy, I wasn't necessary. I was avoidant of my emotional problems, if we can call them problems, you know, just wounds and just, you know, I was easily triggered with many things and I could just see my personal relationships, uh, you know, my intimate relationships, they were not working. Even friendships, uh, you know, was breaking easily and stuff like that, not to go into my emotional healing. But like, I've just realized that, okay, I could have blamed before other people uh, and I could do sports and then kind of, I, I often say, well, you kind of literally kill yourself physically. So you run, I don't know how many miles a day and you do, I don't know what sort of activities in order for you to gain peace and you do dieting and you're kind of trying to focus on that. But you know, there is something inside or I knew there is something inside of me. I, was, I wasn't, I didn't feel again, good. 
outside of that, you know, period when I was, uh, you know, practicing all that. And then uh, that kind of got me into um, coaching. I wanted to do psychology, but I was scared of, you know, dropping out again or leaving another university. So the closest to some kind of psychology, the, the shortest version of it was coaching. So I said, okay, let me do that. So I did business and corporate coaching mentoring because nothing else was available. And I wasn't interested just in some life coaching uh, course. But then, yeah, then I uh, became extremely passionate about career coaching, uh, you know, in, in this, uh, within a business and, and yeah, business, uh, uh, the business uh, diploma. And because I've, already changed my own uh, uh, career, if we can call it. So from law, which wasn't destined for me, I ended up in fitness and I realized, yeah, I was happy there to, you know, some point. And uh, then I did coaching and then I was even feeling even better. And then I combined coaching and fitness. And then I started doing wellness coaching because I was like, I'm still passionate about health, but I'm also passionate about how to get there, not just physically. And then uh, when I realized that I need also myself, I need emotional healing, then I went into those uh, um, modalities and then I've learned that, I practiced that, I trained myself in that. Uh, and yeah, and this is how, if yeah, I think that's kind of the end of this kind of my life purpose. Not the end, but the end where I am right now. So I really feel right now, I love what I do. It's so aligned. I wouldn't do, I, I'm doing this for free. I'm often helping people just, give, you know, like helping them outside of my work. I write, I, I do so many things. So even if I... Yeah, if I could do anything else, I would still do, you know, I would come back to this. Right now, this is what I love to do. So that's what I would say, yeah. For me, I feel I'm following my purpose. Yeah. It's a long, long story. <laughs> yeah, but it's good. Yeah, because I think what you mentioned as well is really good as well because your purpose is not just like one profession or one thing you're doing. It's just usually career is just one expression of it. And you can also help people outside of that. Like you just mentioned with writing or just helping people in your direct environment in whatever way you can. And what I also really noticed that sometimes, and people think as well that your purpose just comes falling out of the sky this is exactly it but usually it's just a process that's unfolding and usually by first helping ourselves uh, we kind of find it a lot of times because that's how I found it as well by first helping myself and first dealing with my own problems and with my own issues and also creating a healthier lifestyle for myself because I also, I was really living a really unhealthy life, so for a very long time. And by first changing that, I found out, oh, this is what I really like. And I would also love to help other people do it as well. And also get really into the emotional healing. And actually, when I met you, that process really started for me. Because I followed that inner voice. I, because with me, it was very strongly that I wasn't in the right thing at a time and 
first of all, I really ignored it. So I suppressed that voice. No, this is what I want to do. Because I was doing like a study that isn't that far off of what I'm doing right now. Uh, it's still helping people and, um, and kind of coaching and therapy, combining that. But I wasn't in the right place at, a, at the right time. And I just felt it. And I just felt it. And then I just continued going over and over again for a very long time, ignoring it. And then the voice becomes louder and louder. And then I also had the moment where I filled my first test. And I, I, because the study was really easy for me, I didn't have to put that much into it. And then I filled and I got really mad. I got really angry and really sad. I was like, what is going on? I should be able to get this. Then I realized that there was really a moment where I realized this isn't really what I want to do. And that is the reason why I failed at it. And not that when you fail, it means that it's not what you're supposed to do. But you should always ask yourself, do I really want this? And then if you really want something, then failure is just a lesson. And I think during that moment, during that time when I realized it was also the moment where I contacted you as well, because I was struggling with like severe anxiety and the same as you said, you get all these symptoms, you know, and for some people it's depression, for some people it can be anxiety uh, or other health issues, but it can all show us in different ways. It's like these signs, like what you're doing right now isn't healthy for you. And it doesn't really make you happy. And would you maybe have some advice for people as well who are in a situation, their voice is saying like, you should change something, you should do something differently. Um, but then maybe some advice for people who are in this situation and want to make a shift? You know, actually, when I'm not sure whether it answer your question, but the thing is, it's related to it. Yes. Yeah, when I was listening to you, it's literally what I kind of got here for me. The point was do stuff that makes you good, makes you feel good, makes you feeling happy. Because, you know, like one thing is to be anxious, but one thing is to be excited and kind of you can't go to bed or wake up and you think about things that you want to do. And I think this for me is purpose. This for me. So if, if that could be advised, this is what I would advise to people because it just feels good. Whatever you're good at, like you said, it doesn't have to be just career. You said it so well. It can be just, you know, help a neighbor, you know, your family member, your friend with whatever you're good at, you know, make something, whatever you're good at, you know, is that a food, you know, any, anything is an art and anything is actually a gift, you know, and a talent. So, but uh, I think that is for me, like you feel inside good when you're doing it. And you can actually, yeah, you can get excited and you can get tired and you can get even exhausted from it, but you know it's good. So you just need to limit and you need to give yourself time to do it. Because, yeah, we were just speaking about it before we started the recording that, you know, I decided to give myself some chunk of time for my work. So for me still to do my health routine, to do my exercise, morning exercise, yoga, meditation, walk on a beach, you know, uh, in the evening as well, my, my downtime, 
from the living, just living the purpose for me and other people because we need a break as well from living our purpose. We just need a basic, some basic requirements that our body needs, My, our body, mind, and then soul actually every single day. It's like brushing their feet actually. Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree with that 100% because what I realized as well is that it's really, when we really do what we love, we can kind of get obsessive about it so we can check our emails first thing in the morning or constantly check for messages and things like that but then it really when you look at it it really doesn't matter if you would reply an hour later or an hour and a half later you know and to for what i always do is to not do it like first thing in the morning or the last thing you do in the evening and really to set the time out for those practices as well and what you also said about doing what you love, what I just started doing is just watching videos, documentaries, the things that really interest me. And I started reading books about all these different subjects, about emotional healing and how it all works, far before I realized that that is actually what I wanted to do. So I think it's also really important to really follow your joy, so follow what feels good, and the thing that makes you curious, you know, because, because what, like, sparks this curiosity in you, you know, when you hear someone speak about, it, oh, I want to hear more about that, and then eventually, of course, you can later on go more into education and maybe different courses or different studies you can do to really maybe create a profession out of it. But it all starts with that interest, with that curiosity and also exactly. learning from your own experiences. Exactly. Yeah. That's such a great advice, actually. Yeah. Just follow because it happened to me and it happens probably to most of the people. It's like watch your, where your attention goes. What are you curious about in your day? What are you interested in every single day? And even people who think, oh, well, what I do that's actually unhealthy or this, you know, they may be laughing. This can actually lead them to, to their purpose. I'm sure of it. Yeah, and we all do it in a different way. You know, so some of us have more maybe what other people would call like the workaholic tendency to, to really put yourself completely in something. But for some people, that's actually healthy. And I've also met a lot of people, including myself, that have the tendency to go towards addiction. Now, what we kind of need is this little obsession that actually influences our life in a very positive way. We can sometimes throw ourselves in. And then, of course, it's always important to stay aware of all the emotional things that are going on. So to not suppress and really take time out for practices like meditation or it can also be journaling so that you are really aware that you're not doing it in an unhealthy way. But we all are very different and for some people they really need that free time a lot more to relax as well and i think we shouldn't judge each other that much now what works for one person doesn't work for the next and some people really have that high achievement and what you also said the competitiveness kind of in them and they also need to express that and actually they will become depressed and things like that if they aren't able to express that 
Exactly. Exactly. I wanted to say something else now, but I I forgot it. <laughs> I'm gonna get get to yeah because what which you also hear a lot of times as well is that when you would say you can do what you love or something you really enjoy doing and i think a lot of people still have this belief and it usually comes from their parents their family and society that you can't really make a living out of it you know so would you maybe have something to add on to that Yes, and I, now I remembered what I wanted to say. <laughs> it is, um, you know, Sana, because I know you a little bit and you know me, uh, something I think also can be annoying for some people <laughs> who are now mm -hmm. in some kind of crappy job. I mean, crappy for them. They feel it's crappy. They don't like it. They're frustrated or they study something and they, their focus, their time, their, their energy all mm -hmm. goes on that. They don't have time. They're like, when the heck am I going to discover my purpose? What are you talking about? I have no joy. Because then, and it can be really frustrating. And I can understand this because, you know, where I'm sitting now, this is, we're almost talking about 20 years after I started following it. So it, is, it does get easier because I have time. I'm creating. I created myself a time. And it wasn't easy. And this is also, you know, not that I'm justifying, but people, they need to know there's, you know, there's some kind of process in life. So when I would, uh, you know, also say to people that it's okay to be where they are and kind of just like, just recognize that voice of frustration and a voice of whatever negative, you know, it feels negative. Because that is the voice of change. And that is the voice that if you give it, you know, enough, it just needs uh, time. It needs a proper, you know, timing for each, each of us. And it's going to fuel you to move in towards something else. Even if it's going to be just, as I often did, just nothing. I would close one chapter and I would get told that I'm silly, even stupid at times. And I didn't know what my next step is. and. And then I found out because I gave myself time. And yes, it was tough and it is tough when you don't have money and I've been there. So no money and the time is running out. But you, sometimes you also need to give yourself a break. And uh, yeah, the, the, you can easily get easier, get uh, aligned to yourself, you know. So yeah, there is... There is for everybody, there's going to be a different process. And it's just like, I think it's just tuning in because I'm sure regardless of if you travel, you know, if you travel by public transport or you drive, you know, there's that kind of commuting time that I've often also used, you know, for self-reflection, you know, walking for me is amazing, but it's kind of like questioning things. And as you said, journaling. Uh, we all have free time and some crappy job can provide you for like you're just doing what you need to do and sometimes you have time so in this time that you know you're on Facebook instead of doing that you know just start uh, kind of maybe setting yourself some questions and uh, you know draw or, or write you know what is that or what are you frustrated with because that's going to be opposite of your you know your purpose basically yeah, that's really good advice as well, because I think sometimes when you hear people speak about purpose and things like that, it all seems kind of airy-fairy and really beautiful. But actually, what you mentioned as well, the transition period can be really difficult. 
and I've experienced it as well because what can be most difficult when you let go of one thing and like you said you don't know what's about to happen next and then people around you are like what is she what is she doing has she lost it or anything but I think it's really and I know it's really difficult it's important to trust and to continue to invest in yourself and I don't mean just money but like you said time so invest the time in yourself to allow yourself to be creative and maybe draw and journal and really invest in your backs in yourself and instead of like you said wasting your time maybe on social media or doing what is for you meaningless things and I know that it can be really difficult that when you don't know what's on the other side of it. So that is, I think, one of the hardest things for me was when you kind of know that you made the right decision because you followed that inner voice and then still things aren't really showing up yet. So that's what I had as well. And then it's really important like what you said as well is that it's a process it's a process that's unfolds and it's not that it just happens overnight because along the way during the process you learn so many different things and you you grow so much just it's by f trying to find it and what actually happens is not that you actually find it somewhere outside of yourself it's more like discovering it like oh i was already doing a lot of these things or oh it makes sense and then one day they all kind of drop and then it's not like something most of the time is completely handed to you but maybe you'll get an idea or you 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 just get an idea or you read something and it really resonates with you and i think it's most important to then follow that voice and follow up with action and that's really important as well it's good to allow yourself to sit back and really allow things to come to you but it's always really important as well to go after it when you really when you have an idea or when something really comes to you to kind of take that leap of faith and to actually go do it and go for it such a great, yeah, such a great insight and such a great advice, Asana, really. Um, I would add as well, I mean, you've touched on it and I would just name it fear. That's a fear in all what we, what kind of stops us, you know, of, of, you know, of taking the leap of faith. Because again, it's easier said than done. Oh, just take a leap of faith. <laughs> and people are like, because you get, you get absolutely frozen in that fear. And I just want to maybe, there is one tip that maybe I would, I would give to people. Just recognize how are you handling the fear? How is the fear in your life? How is showing? How is it showing? And how are you with the fear? And it's from the small things. For example, I'll give my personal example of <laughs> where I was conquering my some kind of uh, you know, different fears, not you know, related to my purpose. Maybe, <laughs> maybe actually it was. It was um, you know, diving or jumping you know, like I did lots of canyoning where you have to jump from like high cliffs. And I, I've done climbing, I've done many things which were adventurous and extreme, but I've always, always, I was scared of jumping, even in a 
even not from the high cliff, from something really pathetic, like even from the, some boats, you know, in a in an ocean, in a water. And and I, for me, I was like, yeah, I was kind of <laughs> not happy with myself. That you know, this kind of why everybody just does it, they they jump it, and I don't. And then I started practicing because of noticing how I what does work for me, and for me it was just like. Just, excuse my French, bloody jump. <laughs> Just jump. <laughs> Instead of, oh, you know, because there's sometimes they were like, even my friends, they were recording videos of me. They were like, come on, because there was, there was like queue of people behind me and I was just making show for everyone from my fair. And then one day I just got frustrated with it all. And I said, I'm not going to be show for everyone there. And this is just a s- simple, silly silly but not so silly thing with the fear and what it does very soon uh, i realized that friends were actually good with jumping in the water i'm actually teaching them how to jump into out of their jobs they're unhappy which for me seemed to be easier although this is like the whole whole of my life and future depends depends on i kind of i would say i did it easier although it was hard so what i want to say that it's okay to feel the fear it's okay to have extreme fear and anxiety um you know you don't know what your future you know is is going to be like you know you and and what you said is extremely important always i would write myself something like you know i'm always supported all is always well you know i remember at the time when i was reading louise hay still this this her her you know sentence all is always well with her she had very motherly voice to me. I was like, all is always well. They would just calm me. So if you need to put it on your forehead, put it on, your, on a mirror or somewhere, some words that calm you and that they uh, uh, remind you to trust, as you said. And, uh, and yeah, and just know it's normal and everybody has it and everybody does it. And as I said, recognize how are you dealing with the fear and how can you conquer it easier? For me, that was literally saying, okay, I always get a little bit frustrated and angry. And I said, I'm not going to be, like, I'm just going to do it. And then I just do it. <laughs> and uh, that was my way. And that's kind of how I now, uh, uh, you know, for, for some time, I'm actually doing it. I, when I recognize the fear, I'm with it but I'm not giving it too much time to block me and stop me, if you understand mm. me, of what I want to do. Because I feel that, you know, inner child, my, my you know, inner voice, my soul, what it, wanted, what it wants to do. And it's just like fear. What are other people going to say? What the world is going to say? Am I going to be rewarded? And, you know, all, all the things that everybody else goes through. So I, I'm jumping now. <laughs> you know, not, again, straight away, but yeah. Uh, uh, doing it quicker than than before because I feel yeah following your your inner fire for me is so important and because all that I become I'm always saying all that I'm becoming also I feel time in this you know on uh, this time for me as as a human being you know I'm not going to be here forever and I do want to do so many things so for me that is fire that drives me and I'm blessed with it you know I'm really truly blessed with it yeah yeah, that's the thing that inspired me to actually just do it, is to realize that I had this moment where I realized, and I was 18 years old, and um, I actually had a heart attack then, uh, and I was in the hospital, and I realized that moment after when I wake up, woke up, and I was so happy to be alive, 
And this realization came that I was wasting my potential. And that is what you do when you're not living your purpose. And that is usually that anxiety, the depression, and that extreme fear, this knowing. I, it's usually subconscious that you're wasting your potential. Like you, we have a daughter and what am I doing this for? Or, and you're kind of in it and you wake up every day and you, and you, you just don't know it anymore. And you just do it because you have to do it, but you don't know why. And um, usually the moments where we find out that we aren't doing what we love are really difficult moments and difficult times. And um, because that actually usually wakes up, up, wakes us up. It's like we sometimes need to get to a certain pain point in order to realize what we're doing right now isn't working. And when you want to change that, a lot of fear can come up. And you gave an example of that fear of like jumping in the water and diving. But it's kind of a very good metaphor of, of what fear actually is, is. Because I had it as well, is that I always had the fear of doing handstands and standing on my head. And I would push it forward all the time because I do CrossFit. And it is a very important um, skill you have to have as well to be able to do handstand push-ups and handstand walks and not there yet because mm -hmm. i've been okay. forward for so long i was like no I'm, I'm i don't have to do it but then i came to this point like no it's over now even in the beginning if i kind of suck at it so i'm not as good i'm going to do it and i'm going to try so then over and over again i would sometimes not even make a handstand but i would do it and then 10 times give myself a break and do it again and to realize that to not let that fear hold you back and in the beginning the first time you're doing it that fear is really big and it's really strong and the more you do it like the smaller that fear gets it will still be present and you probably still have it when you do new things but it's not as big as the first time, you know? So taking a leap of faith is always scary, you know? That's why it's a leap, you know? That's why it's the leap. It's a little jump that we always find so scary. But when you do it a lot, and you've probably also noticed with, with the jumping as well, it gets less scary during the process. So it's also overcoming fear. I think it's just a practice in itself yeah so good that's uh that reminded me of you know when they're saying do every day one thing that makes you uncomfortable and i think that is also what maybe people could you know take from the hard conversation as, as they practice and it can be really something really small as you said but try to do every day something that makes you uh, uh uncomfortable even a little bit you know for example i don't know even uh brushing or teeth with a you know, non-dominant hand can be like uncomfortable it's not as comfortable just saying it is so it's, you know you cannot be so afraid of it you know it's just not comfortable and i think yeah that's definitely uh, uh practicing it they also mentioning like uh you know having a really cold shower you know first thing even in the morning or once a day you know, I did practice that for, for a while as well. I kind of, I, I did get lazy, I must admit. 
but like I think this that can also help you know some kind of small practices where you know you're challenging yourself and you are you're not uh, uh, yeah you're getting yourself out of your comfort zone yeah I think this is really good advice as well because sometimes we can think we immediately have to how do we say it like jump the Grand Canyon like immediately yeah. like do this very big thing but actually we can start with just doing small steps and actually when i this actually helped me to really overcome anxiety of course first of all to really heal with the underlying emotional wounds that caused it but the more practical way of for me overcoming anxiety was simply doing things that actually scared me so it was actually going in the opposite direction what's usually recommended with anxiety is to feel safe and it's very important to create safety for yourself but what i realized is that that's actually when now looking back the way i overcome my anxiety but constantly doing things i was afraid of because now when it comes up this anxious feeling can sometimes still come up but then i'm not powerless to it anymore and that's the thing anxiety itself it's uncomfortable feeling, of course, but it isn't the, the reason why it can really get us down and limit us in life is when we feel powerless to it. And the same is with any other emotion. And I was also wondering if you kind of, yeah, you really gave some advice as well, but uh, what can kind of be the first step towards finding your purpose? So to maybe something someone can do or a question they can maybe ask, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's what I, I mean, the first thing that com, came to my mind would be, I would just, I would just feel, I would, I would feel, what am I happy with in my life? Why, why, what am I not happy with? What am I, what am, for me, actually, me personally, I would ask myself, what am I frustrated with? you know, mm. in my life. And usually that is, you know, opposite of living the purpose <laughs> most of the times because, you know, most of the, most of the people, they spend their, their day, they spend their life working <laughs> and most of the frustrations are related to it as well because that, then that follows, you know, with unhealthy, uh, you know, lifestyle, even a choice of partner or they, they, don't, they don't have time to take care of anything else because they gave, themselves into something that they don't like you know and it's kind of so yeah i think would be feeling it uh, asking yourself you can close your eyes you don't have to you can write it down or you can speak to your friends or you know speak to yourself out loud in front of the mirror talk to yourself but feel you know what am i happy with what am i you know satisfied and happy with and what i'm not satisfied and not happy with what am I frustrated? What is my biggest frustration in life? And then what's opposite? Always write down what's opposite. Don't leave yourself with the frustrations, you know? The frustration is just, you know, the, the next step to, or from frustration is already, it can be, you know, finding a purpose and, and, and going for living your purpose. Yeah, that's really good. And sometimes we first need to remove kind of the blocks that we have. Yeah. To living our purpose and it can be fear of frustration or which is mentioned as well unhealthy habits and relationship and then we kind of allow it to come up 
and it's I think it's also really good as well what you did because when you have the frustrations to not just stay with that but, oh I can actually do something with it and just find what's the opposite to that so what do I really like and what do I really love and to just make a giant list of it or what do I feel I'm really good at you know a lot of times we also really focus on the things we're not good at or the things that aren't good enough and we can sometimes because of that insecurity we can kind of block out uh, the things we are really good at and we're not seeing and sometimes it can also just help to ask other people because sometimes other people can see things that we aren't seeing and of course it's always most important to trust yourself in the process but I always feel like other people can give you really good insights as well. Yeah. Yeah. That's very valuable. Mm -hmm. And son. Yeah. And, um, and I think it's really great having you here. Uh, I would like to still ask you uh, one last question before um, we kind of wrap it up uh, for this episode. And that is, what is kind of a big fear you are facing uh, right now or has recently faced? Wow. Okay. I mean, I want to first say what came to my mind because I've mm -hmm. talked about it, but I'm like concrete or I kind of feel like concrete, but it was so recent that I realized that I was always one-to-one. -one. Uh, I like to work one-to-one -one with my clients for so many years mm -hmm. and I made even myself a promise that I'm going to live predominantly from the workshops, from the group work, you know, that's kind of my, my, what do you want to do? And that's what, where, where I shine. And I had an extreme anxiety when it comes to groups. I always felt, but not everybody will, you know, get this or not, not everybody will like me. That was my limiting belief, which was uh, stopping me off of that. So I would say that was concrete and now like it's really interesting in you're asking me that um, I'll have to get back to you on that because I really don't at a moment I'm, I'm, I'm so immersed in my, my work and actually following a lot of my purpose that I, I can't think of anything to be honest. Uh, I can't think of anything from my, maybe you, you speak and if I think of anything I'll let you know. Yeah, because that can happen as well. So it's really good, I think, that you mention it because for a lot of us, maybe we find, already find something really enjoy and love doing. So for example, like you, but then we have this feeling, we have this urge that we need to take it to another level. And that can also be really scary because then you kind of already created something for yourself. So you kind of got comfortable in the one-to-one -one because it was really your thing. And to fully transition to group work can also be scary. So it's also for people to, who feel like they already found what they're doing, how to ask yourself, how can you take it to another to the next level for you? So I think it's always good to get uncomfortable. I got, sorry, I got it before yeah. you go, because I wanted to ask you the same thing about your fear right now, if you're in fear, but I got it. Uh, 
is basically doing whatever I wanted to do, whatever I did uh, in Europe or Middle East and wherever I was living. Now to do it for the first time in Australia. And Australia, I just realized here, wow, it's a market where no one knows me. It's a, it's a continent. It's not just a country. So it's huge. And yeah, my fear first was like, uh, first I was thinking, I'm great. But then I realized, well, nobody actually knows me. And I do need to prove to people here. They, they need to hear, you know about me so i do need to do you know lots of work here so yeah there, there's one of the fears yeah i would say yeah probably definitely there's fear uh, underneath all of it uh, that you know i'm working on right now i'm conquering that mountain and <laughs> that fear how about you what's your what's yeah. yours i think my biggest fear right now is to still allow myself to be completely seen and to completely express myself and I think for me, I've gone through a big transition as well when it comes to friends, my social circle and all those things. And so for me, it's now actually a lot easier. So I'm kind of already going through it, but still being in it. Um, so it was really f for me the fear of being completely seen for who I am. And I think also being afraid to be rejected as well uh, by it when you fully express yourself. Because I think that's the most painful as well. It's when you're completely yourself because it's, it's really close to you. But I've realized that um, to then just look what's underneath that. And um, for me, it always helps to journal about it and to also talk about it and to share that. And I think it's also really powerful to share it with other people as well. To, so that's what I would recommend people to do as well is to share your fears and of course yeah. it's important that you feel safe with that person that you trust someone don't throw yourself just out there when it doesn't feel good or doesn't feel right but um, to share also things you fear things you're afraid of or, and also things that aren't going that well uh, and not just be happy to peppy all the time and just act like everything is good and perfect. And I think that's what I learned as well, to also allow those parts of myself to be seen. So not just the perfect, the good and the happy. That's mine to... as well. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah, that is mine, absolutely mine as well. I just want to be more true and more vulnerable. And that mm. is, yeah, that is also conquering. Uh, I'm conquering it <laughs> right now as we even speak. <laughs> okay, great. Uh, uh, Angelica, I was really happy to have you here again and um, you always give wonderful advice and uh, you've helped me a lot and I hope that uh, when other people listen to you, uh, you're doing the same and um, yeah, so thank you so much. Thank you, Sane. Warm hug. <laughs>